Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. Hey, so happy to be here this afternoon. It is Larry Sharp here on A Free Solution. Yes, I know you're saying, Larry, aren't you usually host of the Sharpway Show? Yes, that's true. But I'm here with you today. WYSL Rochester, New York. WACK Newark, New York. You can reach out to me if you like, 585-346-3000. Well, I'm going to go, and I know usually I tell you, not usually, often, I tell you a story about something real. This one, maybe not so real, but I want you to imagine anyway. You have a car, and if you don't have a car, pretend. You have a car. And you know who I am. Oh, that's that Larry Sharp guy. Ran for governor. Got a cool TV show. Cool radio show. Good looking. All those things. And I come up to you and I say, hey, I need you to give me your car. And you immediately go, what? And you go, oh, no, no, no. Don't worry. I'll give you 750 bucks for it. So I need you to give me your car. I'm going to give you 700 and 50 bucks. And you say to yourself, well, this is odd. Why would Larry Shaw want my car? And then why would he want to give me 750 bucks for my car? Does not make much sense? But you like me and you don't want to be a jerk. So you ask me, you say, Larry, it's kind of weird. I'm kind of curious. Why do you want my car? And I said, well, I'm going to take your car I'm going to drive people who are sick to doctor's appointments. And you think to yourself, wow, that's, that's nice. I, I like that, Larry. That's a nice thing. However, why in the world do you need my car for that? Don't you have a car? Could you get other, can't you Uber, whatever? I go, no, 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 no. I need your car because your car has the right number of seats that I need to take people to doctor's appointments. And you say, well, that's great. Again, Larry, like this, but you're taking my car. I spent way more than 750 bucks for it. Why give me that? I said, well, I, I, it's what I think it's kind of worth in my eyes. You go, yeah, Larry, I'm starting to get annoyed here. I like you, but you just insulted my car. You tell me you're going to take my stuff for 70 bucks. I mean, it's a good reason. And I'm, I know you care, but I don't want to give you my car for 750 bucks. And I said, you don't understand. Why are you being so selfish? I'm driving people to doctor's appointments who are sick. Why are you being so selfish? I'm giving you money for your car, 750 bucks. 
I don't understand why you're being so unreasonable. And you said, whoa, liar. Now I'm starting to get mad. Now you insulted me. You take in my car. You tell me how much it's worth. And you're pretending that, that it's okay. That you're basically trying to just extort me. Because you're doing something that I happen to agree with. It's nice. But don't you have other cars you can take? Other people you can bother? And I go, yeah. But I'm choosing you. Because you have the number of seats that I like. And I like the color of your car too. So I need your car. You go, Larry, I'm done talking. Now, like you, made me angry. Still like you though, but no. And I go, oh, well then I'm just going to take your car. I'm just going to take it. And remember I said 750? Nah, 500. You'll take 500 and I'm taking your car. And if you don't like it, I'm going to bring my guys with guns to make sure you give me your car. I'm just going to take it. In fact, I'm going to lock it up with a boot so you can't take it. Then I'm going to give you 500 bucks and I'm going to take your car anyway. And you think, what is going on here? Let me tell you what's going on here. This is what the government does when it's called eminent domain. Except it's not your car. It's your house or it's your business. And you go, wait a minute. They can just take my house and my business? Yes. And they will give you what they consider market value is. Doesn't matter how long you live in your home or how much blood, sweat, and tears you put into your business. Doesn't matter. The government says, eh, I think it's worth this. Take this. And if you tell them no, they will take it anyway. And they will give you whatever money they decide because then negotiating is over because you said no. If you don't like it, they will literally bring people, usually the sheriff or cops, and they will take your property. They will lock you out of it. They will say, get your stuff now, or we're just going to take it. They will then lock you out of it. They will then knock down your building, knock down your home, and maybe build something. And maybe not. Maybe just take it for whatever the case may be. You might say, wow. How often does that happen? I was just on a podcast, the Econo Boy podcast. If you care, it's on it's on YouTube. If you want to check it out, um, it's also on Facebook. If you want, to, and it's on my YouTube. Either one, Larry Sharp or Econo Boy. It's E C O N B O I. And he was telling me how you know we have to have the government to make decisions on things that are more important and good for the economy or or good for the community. We have to have them, you know, to. Someone's just got to say, do it. And I said, maybe, but government hasn't done a good job of this. He's like, well, how often does this happen? And I said, at least once a quarter, at least, if not more, someone's talking about an eminent domain issue. And that happened just recently. This happened in Utica. For those of you who may remember, when I ran for government in 2018, I was 100% against eminent domain. There's a movement in Utica called No Hospital Downtown. And with No Hospital Downtown movement, I was 100% part of that. You might go, Larry, what about whether there should be a hospital downtown or not? And I actually never looked at the details. You might go, wait a minute, why did you not look at the details? What if it, it was a valuable way 
of putting the hospital down. What? Why didn't you check the details? I don't care. I don't. Government should not be coming in and taking away your property because some government bureaucrat thinks it's a good idea. That's not the right answer. And I was against the hospital downtown, not because it was the best or the worst place for it, but because they were going to literally displace over 30 businesses. I'm not making that up. Trash them all to put in a hospital. And the worst part is private hospital. It's literally a private company. So local thugs, I'm sorry, government officials, thugs, uh, we're going to decide, hey, we want to help out our cronies, our donors. So your businesses that have been there for decades, they're gone. Bye. Oh, you don't want to give us the business? We'll just take it. We will lock you out and destroy it. Yes. Just recently, a guy named Joe Serini lost his business in Utica. It's an office supply business. Gone. Locked him out. He refused to leave. They brought the cops. Locked him right out. Gone. Now, in my example, we were doing a good thing, right? I'm taking people to doctor's appointments. Most people would agree. That's a wonderful thing. Most would. Oh, my God. Larry is doing that. That's nice of him. Yeah. And I'm sure hospitals are nice. Absolutely. Does it make it okay to take people's stuff, to just crush them and destroy them? But then, Larry, how will we find places for hospitals? Somehow, throughout the world, we find places for hospitals without stealing people's property. If the hospital is going to be so profitable, can't you then give certain people the amount of money they want for their property? Without just deciding how much it is? Can't we let the market make a little decision here? Maybe. And can't we not do it for private companies on top of it who just donate and give money to the thugs? I'm sorry, the government officials. I should say it appropriately. That's what it is. It is a... People will say, but Larry, is there no time to use them in that domain? There is. I am not 100% against it. I'm 99% against it. There is one time when it's okay. And that is, if not doing it would cause direct harm. If not, for example, you have a building, it's in a small city or a large city, and you don't want to take care of it. And if it collapses, people are going to die, and you can see it's going to collapse, and don't domain it. You are creating a, a, a real threat to those around you, eminent domain, and you refuse to act, then eminent domain. So in that case, if it will cause harm and you won't do it, eminent domain. Because you want to put a hospital in? Because I want to reward my donors? Because I want to keep cronyism going? No. Not okay with that. That is theft. Imminent domain is theft. You shouldn't have it in New York State. Am I right? Am I wrong? Tell me. Larry Sharp on a free solution. 585-346-3000. Back after the break.
Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. It is Larry Sharp here on A Free Solution. So happy to have you here with me. You might be saying, Larry, I have seen you run around a state here or there. You have. You will see me a whole lot more. It's petition time. I will be petitioning. If you want to help me out, you can. LarrySharp.com slash volunteer. I could use all the help I could get. But right now, I'm trying to help you. WYSL, Rochester, New York, WACK, Newark, New York, here on a free solution. So I talked about theft, that you could build something up physically, your business or your home, government could just take it right away. And if you don't like it, too bad. Just take it. Does it happen in other states? It does. It happens a whole lot in New York State. And the worst part about it is there's no recourse. Because what's happening right now in our state is you have these development corporations and they are deciding what gets built where. They're basically selected. They're not elected, so there's no elected body. When that happens now, the top of the line, meaning the governor, is putting these people in power. So they're just enforcing the king's will. The local people get upset and changes nothing. They scream and yell, say, I don't like it. But there's no recourse. So the committee goes, thanks for yelling at me. We're doing it anyway. What is supposed to happen is if there is a local bully, and there will be local bullies. The governor, the state, is to protect the rights of the individual against the local bully. But instead, the local bully is just enforcing the king or the queen's will. There is no hope, and we have to change that. Let me grab a call if I can. Darius from the great state of New Jersey. How are you? I'm swell, Mr. Sharp. How's it going, uh? Uh, this is Darius from LinkedIn. Uh, I invited you for the uh, New York Young Republican Club. Uh, our Libertarian Caucus is uh, growing, and we would love to have you come by. And um, even though I'm from Jersey, I'm real optimistic for uh, putting the screw to the Democrats. Uh, you might have heard last year we almost had a referendum on uh, Murphy. That anti-lockdown fever with all the big taxes. That was heck, and uh, and yes, I agree with you. Eminent domain, all the stuff, the status Democrats are doing, it's 
it's terrible. Uh, if nothing more, hopefully there's some change. At the very least, we make the election closer. Yep. Uh, but but I, Darius, I want to bring up a point. And for my Republican friends who are listening, this is specifically for New York State and maybe New Jersey. I don't know New Jersey politics as well. But in New York State, the Democrats have run this state for 20 years. If they were going to fix it, they would have. The Republicans have watched them run this state for 20 years. If they were going to have a plan, they would have. The New York State Republicans don't have a plan. The New York State Democrats have bad plans. If this goes the way it always goes and has for the past 20 years, where Democrats win and Republicans come in second, there's no change, even if it's closer, because there's no plan. There's no movement. There's no ideology. Nothing changes. No, I, but if I we get libertarian uh, in there, that people will hear the ideas we're talking about, if they hear what we're saying, even if we lose, that will either move the Republicans into having plans or move the Democrats into having to do something. This is why I like the libertarian side pushing in here. Am I wrong, Darius? No, I agree with you. It's just my counter would be, I mean, looking at the libertarian party nationwide, there hasn't really been much. Well, I'm sorry about that. Uh, My my, my point would be the, the most famous libertarians, Ron Paul, Rand Paul and such, they've garnered a lot of attention for the liberty movement and pro liberty ideas drug legalization, being against the war, utilizing the GOP as nothing more than a bully pulpit, but they're still getting ideas out. I I get there are problems with the GOP, but... But hold on. I want to be very clear what I just said. I was very specific. I said New York GOP. I was very specific in what I said for a specific reason. That's why I said that. I understand. That's what I mean. You're not wrong in what you're saying. What I'm saying is I'm dealing with my state. I'm dealing with what's happening in my state, which is three to one Democrat to Republican. And the Republicans are leaving my state like there's no tomorrow. They're rushing to Florida. They're rushing to Texas. They're rushing to Tennessee. They're out. And very often, as you know, Darius, their first step is New Jersey because people often leave New York State and go to New Jersey, hoping they can still get some of the closeness to New York and still keep a piece of New York, but not yeah, be in the oppressiveness house, of New York. Uh, close commute. Yeah, I, I see a lot of New Yorkers moving over. Yes, absolutely. So you're even getting some of our people. But then even New Jersey people pack up and go to Florida. Even they That's do true. too. So I'm with you. I am happy to join you and have a conversation with everybody. But if we don't get a libertarian movement happening, we're not going to change the GOP. And we're not going to get the Democrats with their who are in power what? to make any movements whatsoever either. Because to be well, forward with you, there are Democrats in New York State who want change, but they're not part of the establishment. So they get nothing. Definitely. But if we can move them, we got a chance. One more thing I'd like to ask is we've seen a lot of change on social issues, you know, of drug legalization, being more yep. skeptical of foreign policy. But we really don't see the right libertarian ideas on fiscal policy being advanced, like abolishing the IRS, having a balanced budget, welfare reform. It's like welfare is more popular than ever. So on the fiscal side, things just get worse by the day. Yep. 
And the, the reason is the big two big parties at the top, the establishment. And when I say Republicans, I don't mean the average Republican voter. When I say Democrats, I don't mean the average Democrat voter. I mean the, the establishment people. They are all corporatists, which means they don't want to change economic policy. It supports them. They don't mind having a bigger gap in the, the wealth in America. That's fine. They're okay with that. So what do they do? They fight on social issues. They move on social issues. If you look at you know, wars, why are we fighting wars? Because the military industrial complex, it's a jobs program. That's why we fight those wars. That's why we want people in NATO, because they have to buy our products. I'm not against people buying our products, but we don't have to sell them products that kill people. Let's sell them products, I don't know, TVs and radios and cars and stuff. I don't know, iPhones, whatever. Whatever's the thing. Movies, books. Do people still read books? Whatever, those types of things. So I uh, think I that's the issue, Darius. In that uh, politicians, more often than not, they do reflect the people that vote for them. I mean, take Ron Paul. Like, you, mostly conservatives, small government Christians had to be the ones pulling the lever for him in Texas. And when you look at someone like AOC, yeah, as much as I hate to admit it, she probably does reflect the way people in the Bronx think most of the time. AOC so, is my <laughs> congressperson. I will tell yeah, you. I know, but the problem she, is the majority she of the people re- in the She Bronx absolutely reflects the people like- in my area. She does. She does. You're correct. She does. She reflects them. She does. You're right. I don't, but I don't so know what you, your point is. What was your point of this? Well, my point is, like, it's, it's very easy to say politicians are the problem and we need to just replace them. But the problem is the same type of people voting in elections, they tend to vote for the same type of people. Yes, and, uh, but here's the issue. They're voting for uh, people that they think will fix things, but they won't. I would ask you, people who voted for Ron Paul, did Ron Paul actually change anything? Did AOC actually change anything? No, both of no, them on the left and right bucked the system. Hold, let me finish, Darius. Both of them bucked the system, but the system was too strong. Whether that was a right-leaning system or left-leaning, it, it broke both of them. Yes, the bully pulpit isn't enough. You really got to get some uh, pragmatic legislation through to really shift things up. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Darius, thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it. Guys, is Darius right? Is he wrong? Let me know. 585-346-3000. Larry Sharp on a free solution. Back after the break. WISL store is now open. With nicer weather, your car needs an official Voice of Liberty bumper sticker. There's a great selection to help you show your love of God, the Constitution, and free and safe schools. Here are just a few available. Shut up, Fauci. Kathy Holcomb. Save America. Support the Second Amendment. Scam alert January 6th. God, please help us. Close the Mexican border. Save America. Stop voting for Democrats. And there are gas pump stickers reading... 
Democrats did this. These are standard weather-resistant bumper stickers guaranteed to get you horn honks and thumbs up in traffic. Choose from other locally made WISL Voice of Liberty merch, too, like tees, hoodies, drinkware, and more. Perfect gifts for any Liberty lover. Check out the exclusive WISL Mount Worstmore shirts, hoodies, and coffee mugs depicting our four worst presidents. Guess who's front and center? Shop the WISL store at WISL1040.com. A free solution. Larry Sharp. Yes, I am here on A Free Solution. WYSL, Rochester, New York. WACK, Newark, New York. You can reach out to me at 585-346-3000. You might say to yourself, Larry, I would like to let other people know about you. But I don't want to have to actually walk up to them and talk about you because I'm shy. Okay, I have an answer for you. You can go to LarrySharp.com slash shop. Yes, or just click the shop button on LarrySharp.com and there's cool swag there for you. You can buy a shirt if you want to, a car magnet. You could buy a lawn sign, whatever makes sense for you. And you can tell people about Larry Sharp without having to say a word. But if you want to talk to him, that's always better. You should talk to people. But you don't have to. Shirts, signs, car magnets, all there for you to enjoy at LarrySharp.com slash shop. Or just click that shop button when you go there. All good. But right now I'm here with you. W-Y-S-L. W-A-C-K in Newark, New York. Darius, sorry. But Newark, New York, that's the cool Newark. Just telling you. I apologize. I am a New Yorker. I am a New Yorker. But I want to talk a little bit about specifically the area that Darius was talking about. Queens, New York. He was talking about it indirectly with AOC because I live in Queens, New York. I was born in Manhattan, raised as a little kid in the Bronx, as a teenager on Long Island, and as an adult here in Queens. So I've been all around downstate living. And one of the advantages, again, that Darius was saying, and Darius, thank you for the call, by the way. He was talking about the idea of a lot of people move to Jersey because they still want to be close enough to New York without living in the oppression that New York State is. I get that. So why would you do that? All right. Imagine if you were. Yep, I'm going to tell you another story. You decide you like the culture of New York City. You like that. You think things like the ballet, Broadway, uh, shows, uh, music. You think that's cool. You like it. You want to be near it. So you move near New York City, near Manhattan, which is the epicenter. You decide on Queens. You say Queens is going to work. It's expensive, but it's close enough to get into Manhattan when I want to get in. But it's rural enough. Well, not rural. It's suburban enough that I'm not living in a high rise with 3,000 people. So I'll take it. So you move. You live there. You enjoy the culture. You begin to raise a family. You're raising a family. Join a culture. One night you decide, you know what? I'm going to go in and enjoy the shows. And you do. Maybe take an Uber. Maybe take a subway. Well, today you don't take a subway because you might get killed in a subway. 
So you think, you know what? I don't want to get killed in a subway. So I'm going to take an Uber because I'm doing well financially. I'm going to go see a show. Friend of mine, enjoy some stuff. And I enjoy the show. Then I come home to my neighborhood, which I like. That's why I moved here. And one of the advantages of New York City, prior to COVID for sure, still a bit now, but like it used to be, is, as you may have heard, it's a city that never sleeps. Now, de Blasio destroyed that for us and Cuomo destroyed that for us by locking us down for two years. But prior to their unnecessary intervention and destruction of the culture of New York City, New York City was a city that literally never slept. You could go get something, enjoy yourself, entertain yourself, didn't matter what time it was. Two o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, doesn't matter. So you're enjoying some of that. And you're hanging out at a local bar in your neighborhood. Because you like your local bar. You like your neighborhood. Know what I'm talking about? Things that make people happy. It's good. You like this. You go to your local bar. You have a drink. You saw a couple shows you enjoyed. Life's pretty good. And that night, you get murdered. You are stabbed four to five dozen times. Your body shoved into a duffel bag and put under a bridge. You might go, oh my God, that sounds horrible. That literally happened in Queens. Yep, just recently. Found the body yesterday. 51-year-old woman mother, hubby, and grown son were off looking at colleges. She's by herself. She thought, I live in this neighborhood. It's safe. I want to do what I enjoy. I want to go to shows. I like shows. It's a good thing. You should do what you like, whether that's the show or the beach or the mountains or a football game or a concert. You should be able to make yourself happy. That's what she was trying to do. And now not only is she dead, but she was brutally killed. Stabbed four to five dozen times, and she fought the entire way. They know they can tell by her body and what happened that she fought the entire way. So while she was being stabbed, she was fighting. That's the murder part I talked about for New York City. I talked about theft, New York State, I'm sorry. And I talked about murder. So in... Central New York and Utica were stealing people's property. Just taking it. Where people build and grow businesses and homes, we just take. Throw a couple bucks. Here, here's a couple dollars. Taking your stuff, get out. And now in New York City, we're just taking your life. We're just killing you. Killing you. Now you might go, Larry, is that really? Is that the government's fault? Yes. Yes, we've had this crime problem literally for years, since the lockdowns. Government's known that. What has the mayor and the governor done to fix this crime? Nothing. Zero. Not a thing. We'll go get ghost guns, whatever that is. We'll do that. Or we'll just make more cops. We'll just do that. Well... Whatever cops you're going to get. So now, I'm not against having more cops. I'm not against having cops, right? We don't need more cops. We're good. 40,000 cops in New York City is fine. Don't need any more. So we got cops. Great. So cops can 
find the person who killed her. And they probably will. The odds are they'll find the guy who killed her. Is it a guy? I mean, it's almost always a guy. So it's probably a guy. The guy's going to kill her. Who killed her? They'll find her. Him. But so what? She's dead. Her life doesn't come back after they find her. We have to change the environment. So this kind of thing is not a story I can tell you almost every week. In fact, I would say recently, I could tell you every week. I can't tell you that every week because you'd never listen to the show. It would it would just be me telling you horrible stories. You would never pay attention to me. So I can't tell you every single week. But there's enough stories to tell. The changes that we're talking about are not happening. What I've been talking about for four years has not been happening. The plan I put out two years ago is not happening. Democrats aren't doing it and Republicans aren't talking about it. They have no solution or bad solutions. But I have free solutions. I'm going to grab a call if I can. I'm grabbing uh, Brett. Brett, how are you? Good. How are you, Larry? Hey, I know this, Brett. How are you? I'm all right. Hanging in there. We're yes, you are from Utica, so you actually yeah. know what's going on firsthand there. Yes, I am looking at the new hospital. Oh, my God. You know God. when you painted that pink door at Joseph? I East remember. Place? That's the building I'm in. They locked them out. The sheriff, the Oneida County Sheriff, locked them out last night. Yeah. So they let us For those of you who may be listening and don't remember, eight, uh, in 2018 when I was running for governor, as an attempt to try to get some attention on this, I painted a door pink. I literally sat there for 10 minutes and painted a door pink and and videoed it and put it online to say, hey, look, this is a bad thing. This is not good. It's terrible. And they're locking a guy out. And tell me if I'm wrong, Brett, because they want to build a parking lot. Am I right? It's going to be a parking garage. It's garage. A parking garage. And there's surface lots too. But yeah, they're pushing out private business to build a big concrete parking garage. That's this idea. for the hospital, but it's mostly for the auditorium. So well, yeah, it's a very convoluted story, six and a half years old, but I guess we're in the final hours of it. Well, I, I hope you saw, Brett, that I was there for the long haul and I'm oh, still yeah. here. No. Yep, yep. No, we we remember you well, and I know that when last time you came on the local radio station, you mentioned us. So thank you. We're <laughs> yes, free. absolutely, a hundred percent. I I all I can hope to do here, and I think all we can hope now, is if we can show how bad this was and is, that when the next one comes, there'll be more we'll be people jumping it. up earlier. The problem is yeah. not enough people jumped up in time. Right. Yeah. Well. They didn't care what the public said about this project, so. But maybe yes. next time. Maybe next time. Maybe we'll next time. Exactly. Yeah. And maybe if people start putting this, you know, on their agenda, and I think most Correct. politicians don't. Well, thanks for giving us the time and stop in. To Absolutely, see Brett. I appreciate. It. Thank you for the call. So, for those of you who don't know, yes, I was on this for years. You may like me. You may not like me. But man, I am consistent. I am always about the same thing all the time. More liberty, more freedom, more happiness. Here on a free solution.
585-346-3000. Larry Sharp, back with your calls and your comments after the break. Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website there hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. It is Larry Sharp here on A Free Solution. WYSL, Rochester, New York. W-A-C-K, Newark, New York. Happy to be here. Usually host of the Sharpway Show. Absolutely. Now with you on A Free Solution. If you uh, want to check out what I'm doing, LarrySharp.com. We are petitioning now. Of course, you know I'm trying to be the next top dog here in New York State. And, of course, if you want to help me petitioning, hit that volunteer button. We need petitions. we got to make things happen. If you want to help out, please head on over, head on over to LarrySharp.com. Now, I spoke about both theft and murder in New York State. And it's sadly too common. I could be telling you bad stories like this all the time. But I don't want to. I want to just tell them here or there and then give you some positive outcomes. One of them, as I say, is when it comes to eminent domain, the rules should be very simple. Very simple. If not doing it would cause direct harm, then do it. That's the answer. If that isn't the issue, something else. Now, the answer in this specific case in Utica, people say, wait a minute, Larry. What if we don't get a hospital there? There were other places to put a hospital and there were other bids. Well, Larry, that bid might have been more expensive. It might have been. It might have been more out of the way. It might have been. Yes. But doesn't your business or your home matter? Doesn't the idea that you can own something and keep it and build it for yourself and your family, doesn't that matter? Isn't that kind of the most important thing? Happy New Yorkers? who have things that they want to have, whatever those things are, whether they're homes or businesses or cars or whatever you like, isn't that more important than whether a hospital will cost more or less realizing something else? It's a private company? Yeah. Put the hospital someplace else or change how you build the hospital or don't build that hospital, build something else, build smaller facilities. So many options other than take someone's stuff. Many other options. They chose none of them. Because to Brett's point earlier, there was no repercussions. They didn't care. They just took it. That has to change. State government 
should not be the one enforcing the rules and crushing you. State government should be defending you against the local bullies. Who are you going to call now? Nobody. Nobody. It's the wrong way to run government. It's the wrong way to look at people's lives and the things they choose to build. Number one, when it comes to murder, you know what I've been talking about for literally years. These lockdowns have hurt. The black market has hurt. The idea of not dealing with people who are either addicts or mentally ill and just letting them roam the streets or letting them roam the MTA, none of that works. And what has been our answer? One of two things. If you're on the left, you're a Democrat, get the guns. I, the woman was stabbed four dozen times. Do we need common sense knife control? Is that what it is now? Right? A mother of two, a wife, murdered in her own neighborhood, stabbed to death four to five dozen times, fighting to the, to the end. Nothing to do with ghost guns. Right? If you're on the right, more cops, bail reform. What's that? Don't get me wrong. Bail reform has to change. But that doesn't st- stop this. There are many things we have to fix. And it's not what the current people in charge are saying. Let me grab a couple of these here. Ed says, the problem is these people who steal don't have morals. Well, they want to go after low-income people who work hard for their valuables. They're too afraid of the very wealthy people around. Ed, this is an issue. And some people disagree with me. But I really think history has shown us this. Your morals change based upon your environment. You may go, wait a minute, there are good people and bad people. Some, there are some people who are going to act bad no matter what you do. There are some. And there are some who are going to be, you know, Jesus-like, regardless of how bad things are. Yes, those people exist. That's not me. Probably not you, Ed. We are affected by our environment, right? If the environment is terrible, we're not going to be as good because everybody's terrible. And everyone's telling us we should be terrible. And we're getting rewarded by being terrible. So we're not going to be as good as we would be. We're going to be affected by it. And most humans are. And if the environment's very good, we're going to be better because everybody's telling us we should be better. Everyone's being better. We're going to be better. Change the environment matters. The government environment, particularly in New York, is about government mattering, government being more important, government workers being more important, government employees being more valuable. In fact, they were all essential. If you weren't that, you were not essential. Again, not against government employees. Any business, any job that pays your bills is a great job. Keep that job. Pay your bills. But you're not better than anybody else. And no one's better than you. We're all just New Yorkers, regardless of where your paycheck comes from, right? And I think when you have that kind of environment, people act appropriately. We have to change the environment and the culture to where people don't think this is the right answer. I think that's a critical piece, Ed. When we're saying morals don't matter and the world is saying morals don't matter because you're government, then morals stop mattering. So yeah, absolutely. Brian says, maybe the people should be taking these politicians' houses and see how they like it. They might rethink it, yes. But again, 
I get the emotion, Brian, and I feel it too. But I don't just want to out-bully the bullies. Well, well, that feels good, out-bullying the bully. And maybe there's a part of me that wants to do that. In addition to that, let's deal with Ed's issue and change the environment, right? We could do both. I think we can do both. Absolutely. So Valerie says, New York City has become a cesspool thanks to the current and past Democrat mayors. Um, A lot of this. I mean, look, New York City was always bad. But a lot of this is de Blasio. I mean, I, I'm not trying to take away anything from Adams. Right? But Or in Bloomberg. But de Blasio was just a really... He was an exceptionally bad mayor. And Adams has inherited a disaster. Again, he's not a great mayor. However, he did inherit a disaster. And literally anybody could be a better mayor than de Blasio. Like, I don't know, my 11-year-old daughter would be a better mayor than de Blasio. He was a colossally terrible mayor. So yes, Valerie, but I want to make sure the biggest chunk is on de Blasio. He was that bad. Absolutely. It's just, just terrible. Absolutely. So look, can we fix these things? We can. Change the environment is often either not very expensive or sometimes even free. Yeah, I talk about all the time. We don't need more money. We don't need bigger budget. We need people to act differently. And we do that by changing the game, not hating the player. That's a free solution. Thank you so much for giving me a chunk of your afternoon. I will see you all next week.